same old people That kind that'll sell your soul Trade it for a shining stone Ain't nothing in this life for free Running from the greatest evil Finally don't know me A man's gotta fight temptation Hello and uh, welcome to the First and Ten podcast. Um, another draft episode for us. Um, I think probably uh, the best class so far. I guess um, we're looking at the wide receivers this week. So you know, it's the first uh, podcast after the draft. So there was one player in particular that I think everyone's talking about after the draft, <laughs> but we'll get to him soon. Um, joining me, we've got uh, Lee Wakefield. How are you doing, Lee? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Like you say, um, yeah, it's quite a fun, quite a fun podcast ahead. I think with this class, with the group of wide receivers. Yeah, like last week's uh, linebacker group wasn't the most excited to talk about, was it? But uh, I think uh, with this group, there's a lot to talk about. A lot of players we could uh, go into. That that was always a struggle to get five. Where this is the opposite, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think there's, last week it was a bit more like consensus. Like I don't think you're going to get many outside, especially the top three that we spoke about so often. Um, you know, you, that's going to be the consensus top three, yeah. and then like, you might throw in a, a, a different one or two after that, like amongst everyone. But then this one is like completely different. This is like you could have a completely different top fives of, between people. Yeah, there's so yeah, um, say that as we mentioned, there's a. A real standout from the combine, but there were some lots of players that did well there, wasn't there? But say more about the uh, combine more generally. Was there any players that sort of really stood out to you last week? Um, aside from the obvious ones, um, there was one. Yeah. I think I men- mentioned him uh, when we were doing our safeties. Uh, Darnell Savage. I think he was in my top five, or maybe yeah. he was a sleeper. I can't remember. But I was really impressed with the way he ran. He ran super quick for a defensive back as a safety, especially. Uh, obviously, defensive backs amongst one of the quickest position groups that you'll find at the combine, and he was right up there, despite being a safety. Uh, he he played really well. Um, sorry, performed really well. Um, one of my well, my sleeper that I'm going to mention later on. He really played. He really performed well at the combine. And um, one, there's a few people, isn't there? That big names like Montez Sweat did really well, especially for his size. And you'd get all these like weight adjusted. Uh, you know performance levels and you just like they're mind blowing aren't they some of them like Ed Oliver Quinn Williams yeah. will come on to in a week or so um, where you just think how do these people like run, run this fast and jump this high for like the size that they are it's really amazing um, and then on sort of like the more negative side you know you've got like people who like bomb the interviews and, and people like that like maybe Jakai Polite like sticking out for that one especially um, not doing great in front of people and coming off a bit soft with, <laughs> with him saying that basically just teams ripped on him the whole time um, and then obviously you've got the, the players that just didn't perform well physically as well. You know, um, a lot of the the running backs that we'll talk about in a few weeks, my running backs sort of rankings have changed quite a bit. So that makes it a bit of work for me um, leading up to that show in a couple of weeks. Elijah Holyfield, one that sticks out in my mind really, really badly, running that. Well, I think it's like four eight four, wasn't it, for his forty yard dash? And that's just that's like fullback pace. Yeah. They didn't seem to do do themselves much favours, a lot of these running backs, did they? No, not at all. Not at all. How about you? Who stood out for you? It, 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 it. So, I think... Um, yeah, so, it's hard, apart from the obvious ones, well, I guess um, it's a bit of a an obvious one, but um, Quinn and Williams did amazing, I thought. It felt like every uh, drill we did was unbelievable. Mm. And then... Um, 
Yeah, he it felt, it felt, it felt like he just cemented his place as just, well, for me, maybe the best player in the draft. I don't know. But, yeah, there was, I think, I think like on the whole, like physically, there was just a lot of good performances and backing up what we hoped. Especially the players we've talked about so far, it felt like a lot of them was like backed up what we hoped they would do. I say the yeah. tight ends we spoke about what two weeks ago now. I'd, I'd lose track of when it was, but um, yeah, they. I thought they were both like the two Iowa tight ends were great, and mm. I mm. think yeah, yeah sure. they've uh, resubmitted themselves the first rounders. They they were yeah. probably the two that really stood out to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, they were really good, and um, a couple of tight ends that weren't so good. Um, Isaac Louder that we talked about was was not good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you say, generally, I think. Uh, you know, we've not covered all the position groups so far, but yeah, I think we've we've been pretty pretty on it so far, which is a nice sort of confirmation <laughs> of what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, like from the tight end, I, um, I can't remember Sternberger was one of your five, or he was a sleeper in the end. I can't really remember what it was, but say so he was another one that seemed to do quite well, and maybe he sort of yeah. did his uh, yeah, he was, some good, but yeah, he was yeah. my number four, and yeah, so I was, I was quite happy with that. Um, Irv Smith looked pretty good, especially catching the ball, just going to tight ends again. Um, so yeah, pretty good. Um, who else we talk about? Andre Dillard ran under five seconds as an offensive lineman, um, and yeah. looked strong and looked, looked smooth when he was moving. Garrett Bradbury we mentioned for the interior, or you know, for, uh, for yeah the interior offensive line, he was very very smooth, very very good. Um, McCoy, who I mentioned, who I don't seem to be getting a lot of buzz. Um, he, he was very good as well. So, yeah, no, like you say, um, big pat on the back for us, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gone all right for us so far. <laughs> yeah, so far. It's all downhill from here, I'm sure. As we move yeah. into the, the big position. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we've got the uh, ones nobody cares about right, but... <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's it. Well, I suppose uh, we might as well get on with these wide receivers then. Um, well, say, a good group. Uh, say, I, I found it really tough to get down to five and Mm. Uh, your five, so who have you got at number five? So number five for me is a guy that had a so-so combine, I would say. I, I wasn't expecting a great deal from him, but he, he sort of, just sort of checked the boxes. It was one of those things where you know didn't blow the doors off it, but didn't hurt his stock either. Uh, it's JJ Arcega-Whiteside from Stanford. So I'm a pretty big fan of his from what I've seen, and uses his body really well to box out. He's going to be that sort of... Uh, when you hear commentators talk about him, they're going to re- relate to sort of being an NBA power forward and boxing out and using his body uh, like he's much bigger and just keeping the ball away from the defenders. Plays like he's 6'6", when he's about 6'2", in like, all aspects of his game. Doesn't really jump, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But um, yeah, he's, he's going to be a good sort of red zone weapon in the NFL uh, moving forward. It's not going to be the most athletic guy on the field, but he's going to be quite savvy and effective, I think. Um his effectiveness was sort of highlighted by the fact that he scored 14 touchdowns and had a 1,000 yard season last year at Stanford. Yeah. Uh, and then he had nine in the season before that. So, you know, he, he's kind of one of these players that's got better and better throughout his, his tenure in college as well, which is something I've always looked for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if you're sort of talking about ceiling, which we always mention, I think a uh, late first round, uh, early second round pick is uh, sort of where we're going to look for. Uh, and then for Fitz, might be looking at the Colts, Patriots, maybe even the Browns, and then if he's talking about the second uh, second round, he could be looking at the Cardinals, maybe at the thirty third pick. Yeah, he he feels like that sort of player that it's going to improve just a lot of teams, isn't he? Like when I was watching him, I, I say, and I mean this in like the best way possible. I, I felt like he was really like Eric Decker. That's who he reminded me of. That sort <laughs> of like, and I, I like really like Decker. Like it's 
sort of that almost, almost like a small tight end sort of thing, you know. Like it's uh, yeah, I really I really liked him as that sort of player and someone that could really add something in the red zone. Yeah, exactly. It's all about scoring points, isn't it? And yeah. you know, you might not add too, you might not add too much like between the twenties. Maybe not too much. Maybe maybe you know, solid hands on a third down or something like that, yeah. or you know, or the odd, the odd play. But he's not gonna. That's not gonna his way. He's making money, like you say. He's gonna make money scoring touchdowns, and that's gonna help teams because that's what the name of the game is at the end of the day. Yeah. But no, I see what you mean with the Decker thing. Obviously, not the most athletic guy yeah. uh, himself. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely in the league for a long time for yeah. a reason. Called that a good career, didn't he? Just sort of. Well, say he put I put on numbers, didn't he? But yeah, it was uh, in the red zone where he really did, did his damage, wasn't it? With uh, a lot yeah, of exactly. in them years. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, if he, if I say Guys had a career like that, then he'd be a happy man, I think. Yeah, I think uh, any team that drafted him would take that as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, at the end of the first round or the second, you're not really going to get a game changer unless you're really lucky. I'd, I'd say. Yeah. So you're looking for like a solid starter who's going to put in, you know, five to ten years on your team. And, and be really effective. And I, I think that describes him to a T. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, I, I do really like him. So he's not probably not the most exciting player for some of these from this <laughs> group. But I think yeah, he's going to be a really good player in the league for hmm. a good few years. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, um, your number four, I think, is probably someone who's a bit more of an exciting player. I guess. Um, yeah. Who have exactly. you got a number four? <laughs> That's exactly how I was going to prequel it. To be fair. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry yeah. <about> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just shows it's like mine, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, so uh, it's Hollywood Brown from Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, completely different type of receiver. Um, but obviously quite a small receiver, especially way he weighed in at the combine, coming under 200 pounds. I think he was 199. Uh, which has led, you know, maybe fairly to some people questioning him. And, you know, can he hold up in the league and take the hits and stuff like that? You know, and at 5'10 and 199 pounds, his contested catchability is questionable. But so is your QB in play calling if you put in those situations. You don't want to be you know, hauling up for him to be going up against corners really. You want him running nines yeah. and, and running the sort of more straight line routes that you can just show off his speed because that is Olympic speed that he's got. Yeah. Um, you know, you can take on top of the defence as well, so it's not even you know, it's not even that you have to throw the ball to him, just he's gonna scare cornerbacks. It's like in any sport really, isn't it? It's it's pace that scares defenders of any of anything. Yeah. You know, whether we're talking football, soccer, rugby, anything. Um, you know, he's going to open up space underneath. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a good player. I think speed's his best trait by, by a long way. Um, but he's, he's got good ball tracking, so if you do want to hold it up for him on a long bomb, then I think he can get underneath it and outrun people. Um, I think he's got good ball carrier vision when he when he gets the ball in his hands as well. If it is on a short route, maybe like a short slant, and he can take that to the house as well. So I think he's got high end yak ability as well, which makes him a, yeah. a pretty valuable commodity in this, this NFL where you know we're getting quite small and quick now. We're not really bothered about the big bodies and, and lumbering around. It's all about getting small and quick, like I say. So yeah, I think he's got a place for sure, despite being quite small. So do you think he's going to be more that Deshaun Jackson type, or is that probably a bit unfair to him, or is that is that no? Fair? I think. No, I think that's perfectly fair. Um, obviously, you know, people might say, well, that's not that good because Sean Jackson is not like a, a, he's not a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL, but, you know, these speed guys, every yeah. offense needs them because if they don't have that, then everyone just comes down in the box and defends deep, defend your defense low, um, not not deep, sorry, they defend low in the box and stack it. And, you know, if no one's going to actually run by anyone, then every, every defender can just keep everything in front of them. It doesn't scare anyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you can carve out a kind of career like that where he's you know a legitimate deep threat and opens up everything, because it's one of those things. It's not it's not necessarily uh, a sort of trait that will stack the the stat sheet with 
with numbers for himself, but his team might benefit from it greatly. Yeah, yeah he's not going to be your sort of fantasy uh, wide receiver, is he? But sort of almost could be a better real life uh, player than he is going to be in that sort of sense. Yeah, for sure, he's going to be a fantasy sort of nightmare, really. Cause he's going to be so up and down. He's sort of going to be so low ceiling, high floor. Uh, sorry, the other way around. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, low low floor, high ceiling, um, sort of player that that'll. You know, he's got two touchdowns to get over 100 yards one week, but then we'll barely touch the ball the next. And, you know, he's going to be a nightmare in terms of fantasy. But, yeah, he's going to be a good player in the league, I think. He was one I found it hard to sort of sort of figure out where he might go because he feels like that sort of player that some of these teams could just... I could see him falling in love with just the speed, mm. which, well, teams always do, don't they? Fall in love with that speed from these sort of players. So how high do you reckon he could get up in that draft? It, it, you are right. It depends totally on sort of who sort of likes him and where he fits, which is it's difficult to tell when he's sort of on the outside looking in. But I think he could, could go as high as the Ravens in the first round because obviously they're dying for a wide receiver. Um, they're getting rid of John Brown, who's playing this role for them at the moment. I don't know if he fits great with Lamar Jackson, given like his inaccuracy. But yeah. you know, if they wanna if they wanna go that way, because like if they've got to have someone that takes top off the defense then he could go as high as that. More realistically, you're probably looking at like the Cardinals in the second round and maybe the sort of the Raiders maybe in the second round. Like, you know, teams like that. Yeah. If, if there's ever a team that's going to take a fast wide receiver, it's definitely the Raiders, isn't it? Mm, yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. I'm surprised they're not changing for Antonio Brown as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, we had all that this morning about yeah. Buffalo and things like that. And I'm surprised that they're not just just getting it over and done with and just taking him. He fit the age profile for what they're going for as well at the minute. And yeah. He probably doesn't mind playing with the Raiders. I feel like that. I feel like we all know that's where it's going to end up, don't we, that brown uh, brown trade? Exactly. <laughs> it feels like they should just get on with it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so to me, like, the Deshaun, Deshaun, sorry, Deshaun Jackson comparison, like, some of these teams that have been linked with maybe trading for him, if it's me, I'd rather just take Brown and pay him a lot less than uh, you're probably going to be paying Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Deshaun Jackson's like you know coming on to the back nine of his career, and then you've got someone who's just starting out, and it's no brainer for for me. It's the way I look at the game, it's the way I look at you know I'd much rather have a team in any sport again, just of young young players, young hungry players, rather than guys who are over the hill and probably going to want a bit more money. Yeah. So, so I think we'll be going to court back to the same sort of thing. I imagine uh, you'll be yeah. similar to me, but yeah. so uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd much rather take that younger player. Um, hmm. Well. We might as well move on to number three then. Um, who have you got there? Yeah, sure. Uh, just just talking about the the quarterback. So just to go off on a slight tangent, just um, reminded me of Washington uh, signing Case Keenum. Not a move I would have made. Probably the same for you. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't one I was uh, particularly impressed with. But no, I'm not excited about it, that. It's just it's just a nothing move, isn't it? I don't know. I don't really know what the point of it is. They're not they're not going to be making the playoffs next year. Whether they got Keenum or not, they might as well just roll with literally just throw anyone out there just try and tank and get mm. a good quarterback the year after or something but yeah it's a, a weird move for me yeah I think that I think that's the way I would have gone for it I think the the reason why they've done it is because Jay Gruden can't really afford to tank no. he's going to be out of a job otherwise isn't he so I think that's the reason they're kind yeah. of going to try and remain competitive hope for a bit, a bit of luck or to for Keenum to become that unicorn that he was in in Minnesota again, um, yeah. but otherwise, yeah, like you say, it's just a bit of a nothing move. But it's just going to mean more mediocrity for yeah, the skins, I think. If it, if it was like they're in for a bad few years in uh, Washington, and not, yeah, I think so. Obviously, not all their own fault because like the Alex Smith injury is obviously just bad luck. But hmm. I'm not sure he'd have been great either way, whether he was uh, healthy this year or not. I'm not sure it made 
that much difference. But true, yeah. no, it's a pretty limited ceiling, isn't he? Yeah, as a quarterback. Yeah. If it, if but it, anyway, yeah, we digress. So number three is, is, is a, this is a uh, one I really like this one. Okay. So, okay. So, have you, who have we got here? Yeah, it's Kelvin Harmon from NC State. Um, he, he didn't have the greatest combine, I must admit. No. But I, I did really like him when I watched him. Um, by by not like, like itself, by the sounds of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's that big-bodied, physical X receiver, uh, sideline magician, which is what I wrote down. Yeah. He can just go up and over people, just put the ball out of the air. Uh, you know, when you see the ball coming towards like him and a, a defender, and you think the guy's going to pick it off and he just goes up and over and just takes it away. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, that's just, that's where he's going to make his money. You know, if we talked about Arcega Whiteside and, and Hollywood Brown earlier, just what their uh, sort of niches are, I think this is what Kelvin Harlan's going to be. He's going to be that contested catch guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's quite physical. Um, he's just going to be Red Zone Demon, I think, and a reliable third down receiver. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I really like that with him. So the uh, the sideline was yeah, he's just unbelievable, isn't he? It mm. just feels like that play. You're just going to throw anything at him, and he's probably going to come down with it. And I think that's what I loved about him. He's, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, who doesn't want someone with reliable hands who yeah. can who can take things in the in the end zone? And you know, like I said before, like take a third down catch and and get past the chain. He's not going to sort of. He's not going to have a lot of yak. He's not going to. No. He's not going to wow anyone with his physical prowess, apart from. You know, being strong and taking yeah. the ball away from defensive backs, especially smaller defensive backs. If he gets matched up on some, you know, some of the smaller defensive backs, it's just going to be game over. Yeah. So speed wise, he's fine, isn't he? But he's never going to be. Yeah. You know, he's never really doing too much with it. But say, so, well, comparisons again. It felt like say so I don't think he's of like he's not going to be as good as this player. I don't think because well, he's my favourite wide receiver in the league. But it felt like a sort of almost like a poor man's uh, DeAndre Hopkins, just that player you can just throw it out. You just know he's going to come down with it and. That's so value, valuable for some of these quarterbacks, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Especially when, you know, if your quarterback's not that good. And yeah. he, can, he can kind of, it's a percentage, isn't it? You know, you can just lock it up in an area, hoping that your yeah. receiver will come down from it. And like you say, Hopkins is, is the number one at that, isn't he? Like you say, that's the carbon copy. Yeah. Or, well, not carbon copy, but the, the, the template is probably a better way to describe it of what, what Harmon wants to be. Yeah. He feels like that wide receiver that um, the Panthers have been searching for for about five years now, or ever long Cam's been in the league, <laughs> that they keep trying to get and haven't seen defined yeah. yet. With the with the Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches pick. Yeah. Um, you know what, Harmon maybe go there, because Funches is out, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they, although they got DJ Moore last year, that's not a similar, it's not a similar type of receiver at all. Um, so, yeah, no, you could go there. Uh, I've got the Colts down as a as the, my, my biggest uh, sort of fit. Yeah. It'd be a nice compliment to T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, I think it'd be great there in uh, Indianapolis. Hmm. Um, well, is that settled for where his ceiling is, do you think? Can he go higher than that? Or I think he could, like could go a bit higher. I've also got the Ravens down there, but I really like just the idea of him being in, in Indianapolis. I think yeah. he's, he's different to T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's a great receiver as well. And obviously just, just giving Andrew Luck just a few more weapons, you know, taking my charges hat off. Uh, for just a second and sort of just wanting good players to play with good players yeah. I think that'd be a re- really good fit yeah and so uh, people that listen to the podcast will know that um, sort of the Colts are almost like my second team I love uh, I love Andrew Luck and the, sort mm. of what the Colts have been doing and yeah I think he'd be great in Indianapolis yeah I wouldn't mind that at all yeah well as a, as a Patriots fan probably not so much but uh, <laughs> yeah, well. as just a fan of the NFL I'll, I'd like it a lot exactly exactly that's what I mean yeah. Um, well, say we uh, 
obviously both like armor. But who, mm. who who have you got number two? Another. So um, my number two guys actually my favorite wide receiver in this class. Obviously not the one I rate the highest, but definitely my favorite. It's Nikhil Harry yeah. from Arizona State. I, I think he's going to be pretty polarizing to be honest, but I'm definitely a big big fan. Uh, yeah. The detractors will say they'll talk about his lack of separation, lack of long speed, uh, lack of releases, which is all pretty fair to be honest. Yeah. And you know, at the combine, he he was a bit like Harmon. He sort of just take the boxes. He was fine. One thing that I thought was really important for someone who was sort of been branded as slow as a receiver is to run four five nine. Yeah, and be under that that four six like sort of threshold. I thought that was really important, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot. Without being, you know, without sort of, you know, making anyone's eyeballs pop out of the head, that's a really, really solid like run for him. I thought. Yeah. Um. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's quick enough without being a, an absolute burner. Yeah. And releases can be taught. You know, I'm a Chargers fan. I watch one of my wide receivers probably the best off the line in the NFL in Keaton Allen. He didn't start like that. No. He he's learned how to do that. And you know, if you can. Go to a t- if Harry can go to a team with a receiver similar to that, um, you know Doug Baldwin for one, he's you know another one who's insane off the line. If he can go to the Seahawks and and learn from someone like that, for instance, um, you know that can all be taught. One yeah. the things that I like about Harry is that he can jump out of out of the building, yeah. um, you know, and he's really slippery to tackle. You know, <laughs> he he makes a lot of people miss despite not being very quick. Yeah, and I think that. That sort of slippery ability and the fact that he plays so hard, he's a real competitor. It's really difficult to bring down. Is you know, their traits in themselves that are really, really important for a wide receiver. It's not about being just fast. You know, some people just don't have that in their in their locker. Yeah. Um, one really, really big fit that I really like uh, for Nikhil Harry is Baltimore. Yeah. I think him being incorporated into their run game is quite a good wrinkle that they could add because obviously yeah. they're going to run the ball all over the all over the show with Lamar Jackson next year. Um, and I think Harry can kind of be quite good on releases, you know, coming behind the line of scrimmage, kind of, you know, jet sweeps, flies, things like that, because he still has this slippery ability and this kind of tough to tackle, you know, sort of mentality. And although he might not, you know, you know, you won't take it to the house probably, but it'll make some good jobs and it's kind of just another thing for the defense to think about. Yeah. And it also just a little bit like what we're talking about with um, Kelvin Harmon, his, his catch radius is a best friend to an inaccurate quarterback yeah. <laughs> or you know not, not an inaccurate quarterback but an accurate a quarterback about accuracy isn't you know the number one priority yeah. or the number yeah. one strength but such as Lamar Jackson so yeah. I just think that's a really good fit I really like that fit I really like Nikhil Harry um, another one that I'll be watching in you know in the NFL um, you know when he when he gets drafted and see where he goes and see how that's fit he's, he's definitely something that excites me yeah to me it feels like somebody that um, somebody like Buffalo could target what are they what are they picking like eight are they like nine, nine, nine. I think. Yeah. yeah. If, if it was someone that could, they could target, so, say someone who's going to definitely help a quarterback like Josh Allen, who's not the yeah. most accurate player, is he? He's, uh... <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that as well. Um, I think it's a bit high for him, yeah. personally, but if they want to trade back and maybe acquire some more picks, obviously they've got quite a lot of uh, holes to fill. And obviously with the Antonio Brown sort of story that came out today, um, that's something that, you know, that's obviously a target that they've you know, an area of their team that they've targeted. Yeah, I think they have to, don't they? Really, they have to do something with the passing game. Yeah, for sure. They've got to put some weapons around Rafael and just give him some more to throw at because he didn't have that last year. Yeah, 
So I don't, I don't know whether he's ever, he's ever going to be the best passer in the world, but they sort of got to at least give him a chance to be that, haven't they? Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he will be. I mean, if we'd done this together twelve months ago, I wouldn't have had Josh Allen in my top five. Probably, I wasn't a big fan of his. I'm still yeah. not, to be fair. But I think he actually surprised me in the sense that he was quite effective yeah. last year. Obviously, with the way he ran and and how he sort of offset that with passing. I mean, he still misses like passing, but he shouldn't, and he'll still probably be plagued by you know bad throwing technique and, and a lot of other things mentally. But he's you know you've got like I say you've got to give him a chance by putting people around him and, and sort of facilitating him as best you can. Yeah, I think that's what they have to do, isn't it? And just so you've invested that where did they, where, I can't even where he went the top ten anyway, wasn't it last year? And you've invested that pick in him. You've got to uh, you've got to sort of do what you can to at least try and get the get something from that pick. Mm, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, like you say, they've invested the seventh overall pick in him, so you can't just you know do what Arizona are sort of being muted to to kind of wanting to be doing and, and draft a first round quarterback and then just like ditch him the next year. It doesn't really yeah. make any sense to the franchise. But yeah, I don't think Buffalo are going to do that. I think they're going to do what they can. And I think they like Josh Allen. I think they were quite high on him, obviously, to take him. They obviously they wanted and and they got him. Um, so yeah, they're going to they're going to invest in him, especially over the next few years. They're going to give the experiment a bit of chance to actually, you know, see if it bears fruit, really. Yeah. It, it feels like everybody there is sort of quite on board with him, doesn't it? They like, they seem to like him there, all the fans, and I think the players sort of quite like the way he is, and it's obviously, yeah. uh, obviously seems to be a leader there already, so that's a good sign. Yeah, exactly. I think he's thought of as quite a big, like, locker room guy as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, definitely. I think he's I think he's there to stay. Um, for any Buffalo fans who are out there, I think, he, I think you're going to have him for a, a, a long time. Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, back to wide receivers, but yeah, um, yeah. So Harry, I, yeah, I really like him as a player, and I think I think he easy could have been my number one. I'll say it's hard to split these because well, the player we got coming up number one. And so I, I imagine most people can guess who it is, but I think he's got a lot more sort of holes where Harry feels a bit more complete to me. Yeah, there's, yeah, definitely. I think there's quite a lot of sort of uh, things that you can throw at our number one receiver, and that's all coming out now for the combine. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it depends on how you're looking at things. Should we just talk about him? Should we just get on with it? Yeah, go for it. You might as well go for number one. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking around, being around the bush a little bit, aren't yeah. we? Uh, so obviously number one DK Metcalf, me, Old Miss, um, freak of nature, <laughs> athletically. Um, we've obviously seen all the pictures and you know viral accounts are not photoshopped and it's not the angle the shot <laughs> uh, we all saw this in the combine as well that was sort of uh, you know it was shown to be true uh, I think he's legitimately superhuman yeah. uh, <laughs> I think he's an ideal mixture of size speed that the NFL craves at the wide receiver position and he, he's got this I don't know if you felt, felt like this when you were watching him um, he's got this innate ability just to make the really difficult catches look really really easy yeah yeah definitely <laughs> Um, yeah, like like we said, he, he's obviously everyone's talking about his agilities, which were which were bad. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. And obviously, he had this neck injury. Um, but one thing, just on the neck injury, that tells me he's going to be fine. Is that he declared early? If his neck wasn't fine, and if it wasn't going to check out, then he would have gone back to Old Miss and just come out next year. Um, obviously, there's the route tree and sort of the diversity of that as well, or lack of that's kind of being thrown at him as well. And I'm sounding like an apologist, which I am really. To be honest with you, but I don't. I don't really blame that on the player because yeah. all the old Miss offense runs literally 25 plays, and that's not an exaggeration. So what's he? What's he going to do? He can't just yeah. freelance and just not run where because Tiami would have just been screwed. So yeah. you know that can be taught as well. Like we were just we were talking about the other wide receivers and how they need to learn certain things, and that can that can be taught as well. You know, you can you need to slave to the playbook and 
you know, if let me say this: if a wide receivers coach or an offensive coordinator can't get something out of DK Metcalf with a ball of clay, then they shouldn't be in the NFL. Yeah, you yeah, know? he's he's just a, he's just an incredible athlete, isn't it? And isn't he? Sorry, and uh, yeah, somebody's got to be able to do something with him, haven't they? Mm, yeah, for sure. I mean. I'd have no problem spending a top 10 pick on him if I'm the GM because you, you trust your staff that you've hired to get something out of him. And even if he does, even if he does just run like a, diver, a, a sort of really sort of basic route tree, there's wide receivers in the NFL that do that now. Like Mike Evans is one of the strings to mind, and he's a great wide receiver who no one sort of bitches about and sort of has any problem with. And yeah. Metcalf, if, if that's what he's going to be, if that's like all he can do, he's just going to do what he does in college in the league, then he'll be fine. Yeah, because there's loads of people like that, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of, of of growth there to be done. Yeah, and I think when you're that say physical freak that he is, I don't think it really matters. You, I think you can make up for it when you do get that ball in your hands, and I think he's going to do plenty of stuff after the catch, isn't he? That will make up for maybe what he doesn't do before it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you no, know, yeah, like you say, he's got that he's got the speed that we've all seen, and especially the size. He's got the power. He, even if you know. Even like I say, before he finished running go-rounds the whole time, he's still going to be able to go up and over people and run past people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is he is amazing. And I I think the agility tests, I think even they were a bit... Because I think on one of them he like slipped, didn't he? And the other he did something wrong. I can't remember now. And I think if he ran him again, he'd probably do a bit better. Because obviously that talk about being worse than Tom Brady, wasn't it? And all that stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, I think it was just one of them and... So the other test, they, well, a couple of tests they get to do twice, don't they? But that one is just a one and they're done with it. So mm. yeah, I think maybe that's a bit overblown. But yeah, so obviously it's not his big strength. But I don't think it's going to be as bad as it perhaps seemed. No, no but I mean, he's got his pro day as well. I'm sure, you know, if, yeah. if he really wants to, he can do these tests again. He'll probably do a little bit better. Yeah. But, you know, maybe, maybe prove people wrong, wrong and shut people up a little bit. Yeah. So, so it felt hard... To sort of really judge him because, say, a bit like, well, there's two other receivers, isn't there, coming out of the same college this year? That I mean, it's the same sort of thing. You say that the offense isn't exactly great to judge him from, but yeah, I think mm. he's, uh, I think he'd definitely be a great player coming out of this draft. Yeah, I really like him, and we we're just talking about Buffalo. I think that's that's the that's the sweet spot for him. I think I think if they stay at the ninth yeah. overall pick, I think you know go go and get Josh Allen a weapon, a big one, a fast one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely that. Uh, say, is that is that sort of where you think is that the highest in go, or do you think he might creep up higher as sort of the hype builds about him? Because it felt like the well, hype over the combine was just going sort of through the roof, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think he could go. He could, I mean, if we're talking absolute ceiling, he could go number three to the Jets, but yeah. I don't, I don't think that's likely. But I think if you know if they fall in love with someone like that, and that's who they want to put around Sam Darnold, because again, they've got a young quarterback obviously they took last year. Um, and they've got to give him some weapons as well. And, and if they do fall in love with Metcalf, I think they could go there. I'm not saying he will, um, but yeah, it's a possibility. I think that's his ceiling, though. I don't think I don't think even the top two will touch him. No, but say I don't I don't think it would be the worst move if they really felt that he was that player. Then just go and get him and sort of give, say give Donald all the help he can get because yeah, exactly. Again, they haven't really got that great receiver there, have they? And they could do with it. No, not at all. Yeah, they they obviously they're picking third overall, so they they've not you know got a perfect team by any stretch. So yeah, go and get him, like you say, if you want him, you know you gotta go and like make your team better. Yeah, if it feels like Metcalf being added to any uh, offense is going to make them better, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, we talk a lot about obviously fit and stuff like that with a lot of these players, and if someone's not going to use him correctly or 
try and load his plate too much too soon, then he could he could bust and prove like a few people right with you know with what they're saying about him at the moment. But you know it's all about it's all about coaching at the end of the day. You've got to get these young guys, and you know even if they come into the league as like the number one pick and like seemingly very very complete, they've still got a lot of growing to do because they're only in their early twenties. So, so with someone like Metcalf, what what do you think he's seen in say like three years time? Not the pick and draft, just what can he be in this league? If it, I mean, he could be Calvin Johnson. I yeah. really, I really think that that could be it. You know, without the agilities, and let's not forget what's going on about the agilities quite a lot. But some people just didn't do the agilities, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they've been been really successful. So. You know, we, we use this with a steep pick to beat him with, but before that, we were talking about a Calvin Johnson esque combine. Yeah. You know, and nothing will probably ever beat Calvin Johnson's combine from you know all those years ago. But we were talking about someone of, you know of his size and weight who's performing at this level. Just it's like I said before, he's like superhuman. Yeah. So you can teach all the other stuff, can't you? But that sort of you can't teach like being big and yeah, exactly. fast and all that. Exactly, so, exactly. Especially the combination yeah. of the two. Yeah. So a player like him doesn't really come along too often, does it? So. No, 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 exactly. And that's why he's going number one on my board on wide receiver position anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it'd, it'd almost be a surprise if he isn't the first wide receiver taken now, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially with all the hype. You know, there's going to be enough people that, that, have, that have seen enough and want to take him high as opposed to the other sort of side of the bench kind of thing that, that sort of using these these agility tests to you know and this route tree and all these other things that I explained to, to sort of beat him with yeah. and it probably shouldn't matter but I think he is going to be one of them players that's going to be a crowd pleasing pick isn't he for whichever team takes him I think they'll be happy to the fans will be happy they're taking him yeah for sure I mean wide receiver is always quite a flashy pick anyway isn't it it's quite yeah. exciting to take one early as it is and you know one that's this hyped up and, and has got this much flaws then yeah it's doubly exciting isn't it yeah, so if I, if I was a GM, I'd just be picking lots of uh, Metcalf through the draft. <laughs> <laughs> just get loads of big, fast guys. Yeah, so the fans, <laughs> the fans will love it. The team will be rubbish, but they'll love it on the draft card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, as I say, um, there's plenty of uh, wide receivers out there, but say so you've got to pick a sleeper from these, so, so there's, there was plenty of choice, but who have you ended up uh, going there was, for? There was, was a like you say, there was loads of choice. Um, I actually changed it. <laughs> Before I think I, I told this earlier, didn't I? Yeah. I actually changed it because of the combine, because I couldn't ignore how good a combine this guy had. It's Miles Boykin from Notre Dame. He just killed everything. I um, just I just re uh, sort of looking at his numbers. He's forty yard dash. Very nice, six foot four. Was four four two. Uh, vertical jump of forty three and a half inches. Broad jump of one forty inches. Uh, Twenty yard short was four point zero seven seconds, and then three cone of. 6.77 and like he's big and heavy he's like Metcalf but like killed at everything he just obviously yeah. doesn't have, have, have quite the tape or the traits as a receiver otherwise he'd be, he'd be you know up in Metcalf's class but you know he's still very good um, he's again got another sort of interval like Kelvin Harmon a little bit that he can pluck the ball away uh, use his side and speed but he's for, the, for his size I feel like he's quite a finesse receiver he doesn't get overly physical um, and he doesn't kind of use his his body as much as I as I like, um, but all the ingredients are there. And he showed at the combine, as I just said, that you know if he's a ball of clay, and if you can't mould him, then you know you need to get out of the league again. You know he's, yeah. he's going to be a bit more of a bargain. He's not going to be in the first round. I think he could be second, third round. We've got Fitz as Pittsburgh and New England, especially. I think they're two teams that really coach their wide receivers quite well, especially Pittsburgh. 
Um, and if they if they get him, I think he's going to be one of the better wide receivers in the league. He's going to be that wide receiver that's held up as a sort of day two guy who's better than a lot of the first round guys. Yeah. You know, when when one of the first guy, um, the first round guys kind of busts and doesn't do quite as well, they're going to be saying, well, why don't you have Miles Wyke in the second or in the yeah. first? You know what I mean? It's kind of we see yeah, that narrative all the time. Yeah, every single year, isn't it? Basically. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah, no. So he, he's mine, but it, you know, like you said, there's there's, there's loads. Um, Paris Campbell as well was one that I really liked. Um, you know, just another really really fast guy. Um, they don't really have bad athletes at Ohio State, so um, yeah. yeah, no, he was, he was another one. Um, who else did I like? Oh, there's just so many. There is yeah. just so many. Uh, Dylan Mitchell from Oregon is another one that I really like, actually. Um, who else? There's just there's just loads like you said like we said earlier it's just like we could have had a top ten and and like legitimately filled this out into like a double podcast to be honest yeah well we, we always could have just ran the whole series just doing the wide receivers couldn't we the first yeah 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 for sure I'm I'm thinking of like yeah Riley Ridley didn't have a great combine but he's a good receiver yeah uh, Debo Samuel yeah there's just loads how about you who who, who sort of stands out apart from the fire um, yeah say so Ridley I really liked. Um... I don't think he had the best combine, but I think that could almost mean he becomes a bit of a bargain for a team out there. I think he's one of those players that could just become just a really good wide receiver too for a team. Mm. He feels just that sort of player. Um, Andy Isabella, is that his name? Um, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he had, what was he, like a four-three-one or something like that. So that's that sort of speed just hard to ignore, isn't it? And uh, yeah. yeah. And so he put up some great production, mm. great numbers in college, didn't he? So... And he's another one that I think teams will probably like, and I say there's so many. <laughs> I, I read, um, I read before the combine that Andy Isabella actually beat Denzel Ward in track when yeah. they were younger. So you can yeah. say that obviously that's the sort of speed that he has, like you say, and you know, like you say, loads of production. I think he led the NCAA in the receptions or yardage or whatever it was. Yeah, and I think uh, I, I think it was on last week's podcast that we said that say production isn't the most important thing, but it's just nice to see it, just so you know that they've mm. got that in there, isn't it? It's sort of another. Well, like we say, the box that's ticked off. and Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's quite a big box for me personally. I don't know about yourself, yeah. but it's, it's one that I definitely like to see. Yeah. If someone if someone can't do it at the college level, then it, it's it's difficult to see it being done at the NFL yeah. level. So there's some of them that there's obviously circumstances around why they mm. haven't done it, but you say so I think some of these wide receivers out there that perhaps it's sort of the team isn't great for them. <laughs> and they're they're yeah. sort of a... It's also the... Um, sorry, the offence of their college's teams aren't really helping them, but... Yeah, I think uh, it's nice to see that, and yeah, he's, yeah, he's sure. something I think teams will really like. There was lots of others. There was um, well, Marcus Lodge from uh, another Ole Miss. I was going to say that the we the one that you kind of the offense kind of that springs to mind when you're talking about mouse speed and and sort of not being a great offense is is Ole Miss, and obviously you've got Demarcus Lodge and AJ Brown, yeah, who who you know were competing with Metcalf as well, <laughs> and you know you've got three great receivers on that team, and. They're going to take production away from each other, and it's very rare that you get that many great receivers on a college team. Yeah, like obviously Metcalf's going to end up being the one taken first out of the three, and mm. I think Lodge might end up being the third. I don't know, but so it wouldn't stun me if we end up looking back in a few years' time and he ends up being the best of the three. I, I, I did really like Lodge. I think uh, I don't think his time was great that he ran, but it felt like he was a lot faster when I was watching him. I think he was like a four five five, but. It felt like he was quicker than that when I was uh, watching his tape. 
Yeah, no, he's good. Um, he was at the East West Shrine game as well, and he, I think he was really good sort of in that game and those practices as well. I think he got quite a lot of buzz from that as well. So yeah, no, he's a good player. Uh, yeah, like you say, another mid round bargain. But like we've just we just mentioned, you know, ten to twelve wide, wide receivers between us probably, and there's yeah. way more that we haven't. And usually there's going to be loads of mid round sort of guys that just think, yeah, they're a really good player. Yeah, so it is really odd because. When um when the Cowboys made that trade for Cooper, it was all the mm. talk. Well, there's no there's no real good wide receivers coming out, so they sort of might as well trade now because there's no one coming. But yeah, it exactly. Like, it feels yeah. like there's say at least twelve to fifteen that can contribute like almost straight away if they get to the right team and right spot mm. for them. And yeah, plenty of others out there that can probably do some stuff, whether it's on special teams in the return game and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, for sure. No, the 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 Amari Cooper argument was used. Um, this is often another little tangent that we've had plenty of in this podcast so far. But um, <laughs> play Dynasty Fantasy, um, and yeah, a lot of people were saying that um, you know there's not a lot coming up in the draft. And you know, I was, I was sort of on the sort of opposite side of the fence, saying yeah, there's loads, there's loads of wide receivers. And some were saying to me that can't be true because that's why the Cowboys traded for Cooper because, like I say, there's no, there's nothing coming up. And I was like, okay, wait and see. Yeah, I'll be I'll be sitting back in the fifth round of the Dynasty draft and picking up one of these guys then. <laughs> it feels like we're going to get to day three, and there's going to be some really good wide receivers left, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and we'll, you know, out of the sort of the glut of the late ones, we'll probably see some maybe go undrafted and just be like, how the hell did that guy go undrafted? Kind of thing yeah. in twelve months time. Yeah, well, some of them that look back in a few years' time, like, wow, like how have they how have they managed to slip through this draft, isn't it? And, mm, yeah, for yeah. sure. No, I completely agree. I think it's a really fun fun uh, fun group that we're, that we're seeing here. Yeah, so yeah, I really like this group. Probably, probably our favourite group of players that we've done so far. Well, this and the tight ends between them. I think there's some really good players coming out that's going to help a lot of offences out there. Mm, yeah, for sure. And obviously, you know, the league is basically just trending towards making these guys like unguardable. So yeah. <laughs> it's going to be they're going to be productive for sure. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I think that's. Uh, I think we've covered their players pretty well. As I say, there's a lot of names we've uh, thrown out there between us, but mm. yeah, say so lots that I think we're going to be sort of seeing as names in the future and in the coming years that names sort of household names so sorry they'll become household names pretty quickly yeah definitely talk now. Um, <laughs> well so um, well, where can they find you on Twitter and all that stuff the other podcasts and all that stuff yeah so obviously mentioned this every week but yeah I've got the other podcasts on the go uh, full 10 yards uh, available everywhere you know Spotify iTunes Anchor Fair everywhere uh, everywhere you get your usual podcasts from as well. Um, you know, just general NFL podcast. Uh, doing a lot of content at the moment. Just been reviewing um, each division uh, recently, and then uh, we're going to start looking to the future. And we're starting some articles on each team, just looking to the future, putting ourselves in the shoes of the GM. So if you like that sort of thing, it's definitely in my ballpark. With obviously, all this, this uh, the draft being my passion, and obviously doing all this. Um, so yeah, if you if you like fancy a bit of that, go over to to Twitter. It follows at the full ten yard league for myself uh, at Wakefield ninety. So yeah, you can come over, have a chat, talk some draft, talk some NFL. Nice. And um, so you can find us all the usual places. So um, Twitter we're at at first and ten underscore and uh, Facebook first and ten. You know, go and, go and follow all of them. Um, we'll say next week. What was it? Defensive line we're doing next week. It's. Defensive tackles, I think, yeah. Oh, defensive, yeah, defensive tackles. Yeah, sorry. we split them up, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I knew what I meant, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, well, there's a player that I think might be the best player in the draft. I'm not sure, but um, we'll another we'll one see when, split opinion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I think when we get there, say, I think uh, yeah, I think it's a good good group again. But we'll see when we get there. Um, well, say, I think that's it for this week then. So, 
Well, thanks again for coming on. So we're no, no problem. So rattling through fun. these pretty quick, aren't we? So. Yeah, no, I'm having a lot of fun doing this. It's really enjoyable. So thanks for having me. Oh, that's okay. Well, until next week, um, we'll see you later. See you now. I don't want to drown no more. The sake of the same old people. Kind that'll sell your soul. Trade it for a shining stone Ain't nothing in this life for free Running from the greatest evil Finally don't know me A man's gotta fight temptation